Welcome to episode 31 of the Monday Morning Podcast. This morning, Gabby, Harry, and Maddie discuss coping mechanisms and magical thinking, fantasizing the flaws away from your dead father, and how to approach the bereaved without your scary, scary jokes. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, hey. sexies. Hey, sexies. Episode 31, dirty, dirty, dirty wow. nine thirty-one of mm-hmm. the Monday oh morning podcast. We've entered yep. our 30s. They always say that. My brother just 39. turned 30 a, a couple days ago. That makes me feel d- dead, like so old I'm like dead. <laughs> No. That's topical. That's to- yeah, that's topical. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Thirty's <laughs> 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 not old. Yeah, that's not old. Youth is a state of mind. Mm. Isn't it crazy that this is so? No one's going to know what our podcast, but but like two thousand years ago, being do. thirty was like middle aged. Like you could go to hospice yeah. at thirty, and you'd be you like, were on yeah. your deathbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now my yeah. dad lives 57 years, and that's too short for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to bring that back, which is why we all smoke cigarettes, because oh, life's, I don't know. I don't life's know too the long. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah, Gabby's got oh. cigarette earrings on right now. I saw. I have cigarette she earrings on. She keeps chewing on them. She forgets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I keep trying to light them up. Uh, tell them, uh, tell them, Maddie. I don't know if they yeah, know. Yeah, I did start smoking again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn right. Mm-hmm. In July, mid-July, something happened, and <laughs> I kept what happened? <laughs> I a seismic shift. <laughs> seismic shift. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was looking after a dog, and I was all alone in this person's apartment, looking after her dog, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I was going on a lot of walks <laughs> and everyone's smoking these days. Everyone has their little vapey pens. And I'm like, fuck all of you. Damn right. Way to, way to stick up and for yeah, the community. I, I, <laughs> use other, I'm, I used uh, other people doing it as my justification for starting again. Hell yeah. Perfect. If everyone else is jumping off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge? Yes. You're probably still addicted to No, nicotine. but if they're smoking, I'll smoke. <laughs> I was I'm still addicted to the romance mm-hmm. of smoking. It's like I can't. The allure. And even now, I still feel it. I know I'm not ready to quit because I'll be smoking. And I'm like, <sighs> I look like the sexiest person on the street. Also, it's great because when I don't smoke, I think I look more approachable on the street. But when I have a cigarette in my mouth, mm. it's like people, I don't know. It's like people don't fuck with me or they feel entitled to tell me I should quit smoking. Oh, I had a guy. People never do that. Oh, I've had guys go, "You're too beautiful to smoke. Mm. You're too. Bu- what are you doing smoking? You gotta quit. You're too beautiful. Shut up. You're too ugly to talk to me." Oh, Damn. oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That, yeah, I I get that. Sometimes I, you know, it's few and far between now that I'm deep in, but sometimes I'll just rip rip on that cig, and I'll say, "Now life is good. <laughs> now, now life is life good." Yeah, on the exhale, I'm just like. It's like my whole tortured artist complex of like, Uh. I got to be fucked up somehow. I need to smoke to be an artist. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. I feel shameful about it. It is what it is. Uh, Well, I I feel reassured in an unhealthy codependent (laughs) way. Yeah, I know. Me too. (laughs) I knew you guys would. And I feel disturbed that you quit for six months and still wanted to go back because I'm like, ooh, I'm going to need like six years. Mm hmm. I think it's, I was, I was still smoking here and there 
which mm-hmm. is I think the a cardinal mistake. It's like yes. you can't yeah. keep if you quit, you have to just quit. You like you quit. can't dabble. You know, like I would be like, oh, I can have one here and there. No, mm-hmm. you can't because mm-hmm. it's keeping the nick in your system. Asking me for a puff before the pot. <laughs> but I was an enabler, <laughs> there's and I was like, better, I'm not though. strong enough. There's nothing I'm better not than a quitterette. Even if you had said no, I would have found a way to a smoke quitterette? without you. Mm-hmm. A quitterette. That's good. Let's trademark. Quitterette. Sarah Silverman on her podcast, she has an, an ad that she does. She does me undies and all the classics, but now she has like a. It's like a vape, but it helps you. It's a smoking cessation thing. So it, it looks like a cigarette, but it's not a real cigarette. I don't know. Mm. It's bullshit. It's a carrot. It's, it's called yeah. a carrot. It's a, it's a carrot. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, my name. What's up, Doc? <laughs> okay, yeah. My name is Harry Tangent Vigo John Jensen. <laughs> and my dad di- It's sort of a funny story, but my dad mm. died uh, when he was at uh, a comedy show. And the <laughs> the comedian on stage was doing some sick sick jokes about cancer, just sick in the oh. head. And my dad heckled him. He was like, "I have cancer," and then the comedian was like, "You're toast," and he roasted him mm. until he was cremated to death. Uh, but mostly, it was the cancer he already <laughs> had, and th- then he died yeah. in the hospital, uh, January fifth, twenty seventeen. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much, Harry. Thanks, Harry. Thanks. Sorry. Um, sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah. That was not based on a true story, right? Actually, that was. I. I had. A st- <laughs> did I, I? Did I tell you this already? <laughs> I had a stand-up. You. You texted me. I had a stand-up set yesterday, and someone. Uh, I was doing de- de- literally bone-crushing cancer jokes about my dad. I was like, "Does anyone know anyone of who's course. died of cancer?" And a lady was like, "I have cancer." I was like, oh, second time. I was like, don't you hate when people say you have a brave battle because then you lose? No, you don't lose. You're not going to lose. Yeah, (laughs) but you you don't. You don't. That's sort of my gimmick, cursing the already afflicted. But uh, that's kind of impressive that that's the second time it's happened. Cancer is really coming for everyone. It's young people. Statistically out Mm -hmm. here. Oof. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Scary. Mm -hmm. Anywho. I'm Gabby. What? Uh, My mom died September 3rd, 2016. And you know what she did? She was going on a vacation Mm. and she booked a flight. Jamaica. And, you know, she was on a budget, Aruba, (laughs) Jamaica. Oh, I want to take you. And she said, let me just let me just book a spirit flight. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess. (laughs) And and her spirit took flight. There's going to be a couple spirits at the end of this one. The rest is history. You know, they put her, they put you in a cannon and (laughs) they just (laughs) grease it up up the barrel. And she just got shot out like a t-shirt gun. Mm -hmm. Cannon mommy. Yep. Kaplowy. You know, she landed on, she got to the spot, but Splat. she, was, she splat. She <laughs> splattered across the tarmac. I saw that splatter coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so shit. So, anyway, fuck spirit. Fuck spirit. Just anyways, kidding. Sponsor anyways. us. Sponsor us. No, sponsor us, though. <laughs> Actually, sponsor me, me. Me spirit. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Gabby. <laughs> me spirit. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, okay, my turn. I am Madison. And my mother died September 3rd, 2016 as well. Mm. <gasps> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's coming up, you guys. It's the six-year anniversary soon. It's in, what is it, like five days or something? Six to a week. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and my mom died. How 
how did my mom die? She was out in public mm. and mm. she was with some of her friends. Mm. Uh, one of them named metastatic, <laughs> metastatic <laughs> breast cancer. Is that and Greek? <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not sure i don't i didn't mm. like i didn't like him very I much i think that's martian yeah <laughs> she was out in public and metastatic <laughs> metastatic breast cancer pantsed my mom what oh. and she wasn't wearing underwear so no. her bush was just on okay. full display <laughs> oh, big and bush. she died she died of embarrassment right then and there just absolutely fell down mm-hmm. died of embarrassment wow. at the at the hands of <laughs> metastatic <laughs> breast cancer well who's embarrassed um, of a big burly bush in these days <laughs> these a big burly bush i like that <laughs> al- alliteration um why does it always come back to our mother's bush so was it the chicken or the egg was it the pantsing or was it the bush the i'm cancer, not sure yeah. um <laughs> no it was metastatic yeah mm-hmm. oh well mm-hmm. that's that that's too bad Hey, if anyone, w- we're actually <laughs> collecting uh, bounties for metastatic cancer. So if you see him mm. anywhere, give yeah, him a little yeah, yeah. noogie <laughs> from us, okay? Uh, Get out of here, metastatic. Get out of here. You dirty dog. Me him in the balls. <laughs> Wanted. We need, yeah, we need a bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. Um, what the what the, what the the heck are we talking about? What are we yammering about today? Oh. What are we yammering about? We are uh, talking about... Huh? Coping, coping mechanisms. Coping our little mechanisms. isms. Our little isms. Yeah. There's, you know, quite a few to rifle through. Yeah. Uh I think I think we find it important, like, after someone dies to acknowledge them in their fullness, you know? And um part of that is talking about like who our parents were when they were alive mm-hmm. and the good the good parts of them which there were many but also like the bad parts um and i think there's this you know those of us who have had a parent die or anyone close to us i feel like there's <clears throat> this really like strong mentality that's very traditional of like when someone dies you don't speak ill of them you don't speak ill of the dead and i think it's just like we've gotten flack from <laughs> some people flack about how we about how we speak about our mom really honestly and openly and it's like you know, to to do someone's legacy justice, it's like you have to talk about them in the way that they lived, you know, which is it's good, it's bad, it's the good, it's the beautiful shit, it's the ugly shit. Um, you know, they were capable of goodness and they were capable of uh, emotional abuse. And that's kind of where these coping mechanisms stem from. You know, it's like the trauma that we endured growing up. Um, uh, we, you know, developed these coping mechanisms to help us feel safe in environments that were unsafe. And unfortunately, yeah, our parents, like, um, <coughs> kind of induced that a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Not all the time. I'm not saying they were abusive people, but they were capable of being abusive. Um, right. And that's okay to admit. And in fact, it's important to admit. And it's hard to admit. It's not like we come on here and we're like, let's just talk mad shit about our parents. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. this is vulnerable stuff that like it took me a long time to even become aware of it, let alone accept it and feel comfortable talking openly about it. So that's that's (laughs) the (laughs) intro. That's Uh, your TED talk. Wait, Gabby, can you grab your fire extinguisher? Because that mic's hot. That mic's dripping hot right now. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I think Mm -hmm. uh, something we were thinking about or. I'm interested in exploring with myself is um, like sort of, I guess, uh, f- fantastical thinking or magical thinking. Mm. And mm, mm, like, mm. like Maddie's talking about, uh, 
I you know I honestly find it more with the, some of the older people in my life, which is interesting. But uh-huh. but the like you're talking the, the the hesitance or unwillingness to sort of go into a, a put on those 3D glasses and watch Sp- <laughs> Spy Kids four Dad's not everything you know like yeah. see like yeah, not yeah. see all the colors <laughs> but like red pill yeah red pill red pill like his big old red and I, I think it's like I don't know it's like you're trying to make up for such a sad thing happening you know because yeah. it would be double sad if you're like. Oh, my grandma died, and what a bitch that one! You know, like so you try to <laughs> yeah, make up yeah, a nice yeah. story to be like, "Oh, this was so sad, and they're so great, and what? Right. Oh, look how big his dick is! That's crazy." You know, <laughs> stuff like <laughs> oh I'm, I'm going through a lot of stuff. That's that's what I want people to say at my funeral. Yeah, I'll be yeah, naked yeah, in the yeah. casket. Okay, <laughs> good, to know, good to know. Dick, good it's to know. Crazy. That's that's All your honor. Your that. wishes. Yeah. But yeah, you know, what's funny. I actually saw a TikTok recently and it was like someone had stumbled across an obituary. It like <laughs> wasn't anyone personal <gasps> to them, but they were like this woman was like reacting to reading it. She was so shocked because it was like about this dad, like clearly like a, a daughter or son or whoever wrote it. And they were like. Jonathan blah 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 was a shit abusive <laughs> alcoholic <laughs> who died alone because he was a narcissistic piece of shit. Oh my like, god. Like it went on and on. It was like it's a wonder <laughs> that anyone would <laughs> grieve this yeah. guy because he was just the worst. And this woman's reading it on TikTok and she's like it keeps like it keeps going. It's like he was born September 14th and he was a fucking rotten man till the end. Like it was like, Oh my it god. It goes in. So like that's the opposite. Talk about red pill. I yeah. was like, yo, someone, a grief baby went through it with mm-hmm. that one. They had that locked and loaded, mm-hmm. that obituary. <laughs> like, uh, uh-huh. So that is a lifetime of resentment. Some people, you know, grudge. really go to the extreme. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I could see that. Yeah. Well, I think it's whatever helps you cope. You know, if you cope with like feeling that anger and harnessing the resentment like that'll help you feel better about it you know to be like i'm not sad because he was a fucking piece of shit his whole life and i think that in itself is uh you know a coping mechanism to to not feel the pain you know yeah right right yeah another another kind that i pathologize that i pathologize (laughs) pathologize um (laughs) is i sort of like you know, you could find it meaning and the reason we don't light ourselves on fire every day, but like a part <laughs> of the fantasizing I do is just like the mythology around what it means for me. You know, mm. I'll be like, well, or it's like sort of like my narrative is a negotiation with reality, sort of like what I said yeah. about, oh, he's dead, so now we tell a nice story. My thing is like, oh, my dad's dead, that sucks. So now I'm on the strength to infinite. Or on the path to infinite wisdom and moral character, like strength, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. And I'm just yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. my dad's dead, so can I cash my fucking awesome checks anywhere? I'm everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You know, I want to be smarter and cooler and dating Jeanette McCurdy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> who said that? Who said that? You guys are crazy. <laughs> but but do you do do you tell yourself stories or do you think? Like when you think about this topic, do you think about the stories other people don't want to to accept, like family and friends, or what? What, what do you think about most? Oh mm. God, yeah. I think to your point, kind of like 
the fantasy world definitely manifests as like this place where nothing is really as it seems and everything is better and you're in more control than you are. Or that's one way it can manifest, I think, you know? It's like, in fantasy land, I'm in control. Like, I have much more power than I actually do in reality. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, people... I mean, we're speaking of, you know, people who don't want to accept someone's fullness after they die, meaning they don't want to accept that the person was not just a fucking saint. You know, that's a fantasy in itself. It's like you're just you're marrying. I think denial and fantasy are two coping mechanisms that go absolutely hand in hand where it's Mm -hmm. like you 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 deny the person you, you deny the fullness of a person's experience when they were alive and you 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 kind of marry the illusion that they were much better than they were. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the denial and illusion kind of working hand in hand to <laughs> destroy your life. Um, and I think that's how a lot of people exist. It's just like, no, 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 no. Deny, deny, deny that they did anything other than great things and pretend, you know, play pretend that, um, that it's okay, you know? And like, I think that helps people cope with it. It's like, yeah, just pretend that, th- that they were, perfect and that helps me feel okay with the fact that they're no longer here or something i don't know i just thought of something um uh it it seems like maybe it's it might be easier for certain kinds of relationships uh with the deceased to have that sort of fantastical thinking because i'm thinking about my my dad's my dad's siblings and all these other people and his friends or whatever and I guess a reason why I'm really hesitant, like there's a couple reasons to like in, indulge at fantasy is, um, mm. uh, number one, it's like I- if I accept, if I, if I don't accept my dad's flaws and I make this fake story or mm-hmm. uh, altered story, as his kid, like you're, you need his fucked upness because that's a treasure map to you being fucked up, you know? Daddy's right, got the yeah, nuclear right. codes. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So like his yeah. coworker can be like, oh, he's fucking awesome, you know, even though he was a prick sometimes or something. Right. But I can't right. do that because then I'll have two bodies of denial separating me right. from like any hope of solace in this wicked, twisted, <laughs> burning, stinky, <laughs> trash <laughs> world that we're thrown into to be ripped into pieces again. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I completely agree. Because, yeah, I need to, you need to, like, figure out, like, as a kid, you're like, this person, there's a big mystery to solve, and I'm the mystery, the cummy, eggy mystery. And, like, yeah, being their kid is, like, we had a very different relationship with our parents than, like, their siblings had with them, or their lovers had with them, or their parents had with them, like... We were literally reared and raised by these motherfuckers. Like their behavior is was way more impactful on us in specific ways, right. you know? Like it informs who we are in a way that it doesn't with their siblings or their whoever, right. their friends, you know? And so yeah, like you said, it's a fucking it's like a map. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to get to the treasure and I'm trying to unbury her and and put it all to, to rest. Yeah, um, if you tell these nice stories, I'm going to lose the big red X where all the pirate booty is buried. Right, you know what I yeah. mean? I need my <laughs> tattered map. I need the booty. I, I need the I booty. I need the booty. Yeah. <laughs> it leads you into all of these 
other directions that that lead to nowhere yeah it's like you're lying to yourself you know mm-hmm. and that's not going to help you heal from whatever it is you need to heal from and i personally believe we all have shit to heal from okay maybe our parents okay. if all maybe, right maybe they weren't abusive but we live in a dysfunctional society honey and we are products of this environment okay we're yeah. products of our environments and living in a sick society has an impact on all of us mm-hmm. um truth you know damn this this bitch is speaking some truth. Pow 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 pow. I can't right. even You gotta keep smoke up. more cigs. You're getting you're tapping yeah. in. Yeah, you're <laughs> tapping into something higher. You're, but yeah. I have a lot to say about fantasy. I don't know, Gabby. Do you want to say anything? I no, go 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 go. I want to hog the I, mic. I'm loving listening. Okay okay. Yeah. So yeah, like I think we described one kind of fantasy, which is like this, you know, this dangerous thinking that's like tied to denial of you know, kind of like oh, nothing is really as it seems and like everything's better. And, you know, it's not, I think that can get you into a lot of trouble, you know, because it, it disconnects you from your physical experience and like what, what you're seeing and experiencing. Like if you're being, if what you have experienced isn't adding up to what people are telling you happened, like you're going to start to distrust yourself and, mm-hmm. and you're going to start to like gaslight yourself basically. And I feel like, that's oh, yeah. you know, we grew up, we grew up in so much denial because we grew up in so much dysfunction and our parents didn't want to deal with that. So they kind of sold us this illusion of normalcy and they're like, no, 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 what you're experiencing is normal. It's fine. Nothing's wrong. Everything's okay. And so I was definitely taught to gaslight myself and that's what's gotten me into fucked up relationships in the past because I physically right. experience and see the red flags, but I don't invest in them. I instead invest in this illusion that I'm that right. I was prepping my whole life for. Literally, I was training for these moments, mm-hmm. interacting with narcissists and so forth. Um, you know, so I don't see the red flag. And I'm like, no, 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 everything's fine. Everything's fine. Like, they're better. Like, it was an off day for them. Like, I'm so good at justifying shitty behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to work through that. Okay, but I was going to say the other kind of fantasy that I do, I don't know if y'all do this. I didn't realize until a couple of years ago that not everyone does this. I mm-hmm. thought we all had really, really lush fantasy worlds that we all escaped off to. Like to me, my main fantasy uh, like mechanism is um, narrative creation. I don't know if y'all do this, mm-hmm. but I create like extraordinarily detailed narratives in my head where I'm like, I'm the writer, director, producer, star of the never ending mm-hmm. sitcom in my head. Basically there's like, a setting there's a plot there are characters there's wardrobe there's fucking like soundtrack picked out there's a script and i hit action and i play the whole thing out in my head and so wait wait so is, know, is, is this like uh creative nonfiction? like are you imagining <laughs> yeah like is it the real characters in your life it's it's not like you're writing yes. Avatar, right? It's, it's like no, you. no, okay. it's it's literally me and people I oh, know. Oh yeah, I'm I usually do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Because I remember, dude, when I figured out what this was, I was I had just gone through a breakup, and of course, breakups trigger your coping mechanisms because mm-hmm. abandonment issues come up. So I was fantasizing a lot about my ex. We had broken up for like the fifty third time, <laughs> and I told my mm-hmm. roommate, I was like, dude, I've just been fantasizing so much about him. Like it's bad. Like I gotta stop. And this was when I realized not everyone fantasizes because she was like what are you talking about? Like, can you describe this to me? Cause I have no fucking clue what you mean. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, Oh, well that, she sounds like a psycho. You don't fantasize. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so then I kind of explained to her, you know, I'm like, I literally imagine like, 
I, it's a summer day in July, and I'm wearing my blue floral dress, and I have my uh, black sandals on, and I'm listening to the White Album in my headphones, and I'm walking down the street, and everything's okay. Like, it's, like, very detailed. And then oh, I run into okay. my ex, and he says this, and I call him a narcissistic piece of shit, and then I go home, and I masturbate, and, like, it's, like, very, <laughs> very <Okay>. detailed. <laughs> Hell, yeah, that's on my end, too. Yeah. Before, before we got on the pod, I said I fantasize about my dad dying, which, like, might sound really morbid and grim. Yeah, but <laughs> like I think it's it's one of those yeah. things where it's at it's like at the forefront of my brain because I know so viscerally what it is like to already have a parent die, and fantasizing isn't just like you thinking about good things you want to happen. It can be like your greatest fears, mm-hmm. you know, like you playing those out in your head. And so I have very like vivid. If something is like up in my life or like I feel tension with my dad, I can get really like. Oh God, like he's going to like drop dead of a heart attack one day and I'm going to get a call from like my brother or someone and they're going to tell me that he died alone in his apartment. It was a heart attack. And then I'm going to have to call Gabby and we're going to have to book flights back to New York. (laughs) And like, this is how I'm going to feel. And you know, it's like, it's really wild because I think it's dangerous because it really gets your nervous system activated. Like playing this type of shit out in your head, like your neurotransmitters are firing like dopamine or serotonin or whatever. And it's real to you, but it's like something that doesn't usually does not end up playing out ever, you know? Right. Um, Right. And so that's why I think it's like kind of this dangerous thing. Like I have to grieve a lot of my fantasies. Like there's a lot of grief for me where like I make something real in my head and then it never comes true. And then I have to like grieve the whole fantasy that I like really bought into. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> I, I live, uh, that's sort of one of my biggest issues is I, yeah, I live into my, my fantasies are much more dialogue heavy. I, you know, okay, I, I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, we could all be wearing fucking pine cone uh, rompers. <laughs> I don't fucking care, but it's all about, and it's mostly with people I can't talk to uh, either. Cause mm. we just don't communicate or I feel like I can't talk to. Um, yeah, like could be my dad. It could be other members of my family. It could be my friends. And I've noticed like as I get older and more isolated, I'm in a period of like pretty profound social isolation right now. And so mm. what I do is I just lie. And part of it's an OCD thing. Like I uh-huh. I'm obsessive compulsive about I'm like checking in on my relationships like. I, like, haven't seen one of my friends for, like, uh, a bunch of months. So, like, every day, multiple times a day, every hour, um, I'll just go through the conversation with her about Uh why we haven't been hanging out. And most of the time, she says, like, it's all all different. It's like, I'm planning. Yeah. I'm planning. And I I, I definitely do that with... um, my my grief about my dad and I did that a lot when he died because I you know he'd been dying for 10 years I was already depressed and depressed people just want people to ask what the what's going on and and jerk him off mm-hmm. and stuff but um, <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but I, I I developed that tendency where I didn't have enough social outlets to express myself um and because I'm already reticent to do that uh mm-hmm. I just developed this really deep deep need and well of like social fantasizing like i mentioned friend breakup the other podcast or friend hiatus fuck i don't fucking know um and so i i've talked to her for weeks in my head we got so much tape like we dude i get that i I do that too yeah i definitely do that too and a lot of it yeah a lot of it comes from or is exacerbated by i mean not only mental illness but like grief specifically 
because I'm mm-hmm. either I either don't have anyone to talk to uh, or I'm ashamed of the things I want to say. So right. the only safe stage is, you know, behind the old eye curtains, as they, right. yeah. as right, they right, say. Right. As they say, uh-huh. stage left. Yeah, something they say in... Um, Everyone knows I'm in Al-Anon. I'm I'm already outed, but like something they say in Al-Anon is um, reality is my higher power, which I really like because um, there are a lot of like atheists in Al-Anon. Like a lot of people don't believe in God or anything. Like so, there's a lot of talk of like higher power and like whatever that means to you. And I really love when people say like reality is my higher power. Like right. when I'm in reality, that is when I am in touch with whatever it is that's bigger than me. And that's when I can be most affected by like, you know, the universe. And that's when the universe is like working in my favor the most, whatever. Like, I just really like that because it's like when I jump off into like my fantasy land where, yeah, I'm playing out dialogues with like imaginary people. I was literally just doing it last night. It's funny you say that. Cause it was, I was doing it with someone <laughs> I had like a, a friend breakup with Enzo's not home. So I'm constantly talking to myself and creating these like farce dialogues, but and fantasizing about um, jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> and then I masturbate. Or just, or just white album. Yeah. I know. I'm like imagining about some doing something that I could do at any time. Um, <laughs> That'd be but, sick. Um, yeah. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're just you're taking yourself out of reality when you fantasize and like you're you're blocking things from like coming to you when you're living in that like alternate reality when you're not like grounded in what is. You know, it's um. I don't know. I don't know if that's fucking do, makes any do, sense. Do, but. do you two have any, <coughs> you know, like in defense of fantasies? Do you, do you have any fantasies that are good for you, or any ways that you think it could be beneficial? I mean, because at least my fantasies, um, I think indicate my values. I'm very worried about how other people feel <laughs> and like yeah. feel about yeah. me, <laughs> um, and I, I'm very sensitive to that. So. But, yeah. you know, and I did I have practiced tough conversations before and right. yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. it helps. Sometimes I still just come into it like, oh, fuck, you, you just you said that you s- fuck, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> even after fucking years of thinking, I'll just yeah, <laughs> just. Oh. But, but do you have any I don't know. Is there anything that you besides the enjoyment of just, you know, getting to script your life? Like, is there, is there any yeah. b- benefit to you? Just the enjoyment of dissociating. Yeah, uh, yeah Gab, Honestly, anything? no. <laughs> I don't have... I feel like all of my... Like, I definitely fantasize, too. If that's not clear, gosh, we're, we are a functional bunch. Functional bunch. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't do it in as great of detail as Maddie, but... Um, yeah. I feel like mine have always been after, like, moments where I feel I need or deserved closure. Like, that's yeah. usually when the fantasy mm-hmm. gets mm-hmm. cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, mine is sort of, I mean, I guess they're kind of in the same vein, but I'm, like, a huge ruminator. Like, just, like, the the situation, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, something that actually occurred, like, it's not a fantasy, like, just thinking about it over and over and just right. being, like, that happened what if this had happened instead like Uh, the whole like switcheroo kind of thing like Mm -hmm. i should have said that i should have done that and i don't know that like i'll because i'll like be ruminate harry you can attest uh, you both can attest to this like i feel like i'll be ruminating about something for like years like it could like take me years to stop yeah and then you feel (sighs) like like you said like not in reality like you're it's almost like you're in like a fucking psychosis because it's like I'm just like 
living in this situation in my head and I'm not actually moving forward in my life for real because right. I'm just <laughs> like stuck on the idea that like this could be mended somehow uh, if only this happened. Yeah. But like, yeah, I feel like I, I lean more towards the rumination, but it's silent, silent, mm-hmm. but deadly. Silent but deadly Oof. rumination. Oof. I think I've gotten smelly, a little... Smelly, smelly rumination. I, I know. Yucky. I think I've gotten a little bit past it now, but, like, I feel like a couple years ago it was strong. I was uh, getting fucked by that. But, like, I don't know. Mine's, you know, mine's mostly dissociation, which I guess is maybe the same thing. I, I don't know what differentiates all these fucking <laughs> things, but, <laughs> like... the same family, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, guess yeah. generally, you know, dissociation's the umbrella... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fantasy is definitely under the dissociation umbrella for sure. Because you're out of your body. You're completely in this mental, emotional world. I think that is... And that's the one I don't really know. Like, I I feel like that's the root of a lot of my mechanisms Mm -hmm. is dissociation. And, like, it's so subconscious at this point. Like, I don't... Like, I'll catch that I did it after the fact... But, like, uh-huh. in the moment, it's really hard to be like, oh, I'm dissociating right now. Because you're not, the whole point is that you're not aware of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, and it'll it'll kind of turn on whenever. Like, I feel like I'll just be walking and just thinking and just, like, in my head space. And then I'll walk, like, ten minutes without actually, have like, having looked <laughs> at, like, yeah, yeah, crosswalks yeah, yeah. or green lights or anything. Like, and I'm like, how did I just make it to my destination? Yeah, like, I yeah, wasn't yeah. even, like... I wasn't right. actually walking the whole time. Like that happens yeah. when but I'm driving, like or when I used to oh drive, God. get home from work, be like, "Whoa, I was on two highways." I don't even remember. Yeah. T- <laughs> oh I don't even God. remember turning the car on. I'm like on Spotify. And I'm like, "What? I'm <laughs> <on my> home." Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like biking and exercise because I'm forced to not. If I'm walking, oh, oh, I'll be in. Mm-hmm. I'll be in another universe. Yeah. But if I'm biking. I cannot like or running. I have to be like in my body, and that's 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 a that's a that's a tool, you know, because like all of these coping mechanisms are tools that once really benefited us and helped us, and were very productive and healthy uh, mm-hmm. to help us cope with whatever situation we were experiencing when we developed them, and they can still be useful. But it's like I have to replace a lot of these old coping mechanisms with new healthy ones. So like exercise, for example, is like the the easiest way for me to get back in my body even though i fucking hate going on runs uh, i do love biking though but to answer your question harry i think i've been fantasizing since i was a young kid you know because there was so much chaos in the house that i would just <laughs> literally like sit in my room and fantasize for hours and i think that's why i in part that's why i'm an artist and like because I just have mm-hmm. really, as you guys heard, like my fantasies are very descriptive. Right. They're very like, they're like, it's very sensory. Um, it's right. It, like I like there are, I will get into like sense in my fantasies. I'll get into like, you know, sounds and, and touch and feeling like tactile shit. And um, so that's like really helpful for me creatively if I can harness that kind of like fantasy brain when I'm approaching something creative like that is a healthy outlet for me uh, to just kind of try to funnel the fantasy brain into my creations. Um, and I don't yeah. know if you feel this way, Harry, but like <laughs> sometimes maybe when you're like playing out a dialogue in your head, like do you ever say like really funny shit and you're like, oh, that could be a good joke. Yeah. Or, like, that could be a good bit. Like 
that I do that a lot where I'm like, oh, that was kind of funny. Like if I were to write, <laughs> if I were to write something, I got to include that. That, you know? that like was it's actually, good. that was actually what I was like, well, while you were talking before you got to that point, I was like, okay, that's my defense is my, my walking and writing <laughs> is yeah. T- uh, artistic. And then, yeah, every time yeah. It's, it's usually like I say something like, earnestly in my head that i'm like that's right right, that's crazy i'm like i'm just gonna fucking like lie down in the road and hope a car turns me to spaghetti and i'll be like wait that's that's sort of funny but also scary (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a jumping off point yeah yeah or or it's just like yeah i don't know it's i'm also just like yeah trying out narratives to see to see what works because you know my my work has a lot to do with my dad, like the stand-up and stuff and like writing larger sets about him. So the fantasizing helps me sort of like test out some versions of dad. Cause I, don't, I don't remember him super well. Do you guys feel like yeah. that? It's sort of fucked oh, up. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't remember that guy. And then <laughs> people will be like, oh, of course you do. I'm like, I haven't seen him in like six years. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah, people yeah. I haven't seen in six fucking years. I've seen people I hate <laughs> recently. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, 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 six years is a long fucking time, man. It is. It no, is, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Speaking yeah, the old fans. Yeah, speaking of speaking six of years coming six up. Six years. Six years coming yeah. up. Are you gonna be fantasizing yeah, yeah. about mommy? Yeah. I don't even know. You know, I actually <laughs> well, I wanted to bring up a point that uh-oh. was mentioned in the grief group. Oh. For those who haven't been coming, you wouldn't know. Just kidding. Oh, I'm not gonna shame. I'm not going to shame, shame you. Ouch. I'm not going to shame Spiral you, but you should come. It's going to be Monday, the uh, August 29th, two days. Yep. Um, anyway. Boom. I think actually Enzo said this. I'm doxing him. But he was <laughs> saying he was saying uh, that like sometimes he's worried that he hasn't actually grieved his mom at all. Uh-huh. And that it's going to, like, come back one day. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, maybe due to, like, dissociation or denial or whatever the fuck. Just, like, not being able to handle the weight of the emotions in that moment. Like, that maybe, like, it's going to strike suddenly down the line. Yeah. And then I realized I totally have that fear, too. Because I'm like, what if my <laughs> coping mechanisms are, like, so strong that I haven't actually felt what I need to feel like mm. at the caliber mm-hmm. that's like needed. Yeah. And then like, I'm just going to be 35 and have like a mental breakdown and like, like, I like don't an know. acid flashback of heart. Yeah. Fractals. Yeah. Yeah. Like walls are crumbling. I don't know what's, what's what anymore, but mm. mommies yeah. are melting. So yeah. I don't really know what that has to do with her six year. I guess maybe it's just cause since time is going by, uh, she's she's further and further in the distance i'm like what if this is actually getting closer and closer that would be so (laughs) scary if everything (laughs) you've gone through in the last six years (laughs) was just fake grief and the real (laughs) thing like what's the real bear you know if that was a taxidermied bunny you know like what what is the animal i think it's irrational i definitely think it's irrational but like part of me is like god i'm pretty good at dissociating i don't know i I mean it makes sense that you're thinking about it with a six year approaching because you're probably like it's like a bomb that you're waiting to go off basically and Mm -hmm. like maybe subconsciously you're like oh god is the six year gonna be the thing to trigger the bomb you know because i i I don't know if you you do but i know people who can't talk about it like whether it's like a dead mom um or something else they can't 
um, which is not my instinct at all. I'm desperate. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm making fucking screenplays about me telling <laughs> everyone I know. And then sometimes they fuck me or something. I don't know. That's only if yeah. that's like yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. That's like half. Um, yeah. half, 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 half. So there, I think there are people like there, there was someone I talked about it a while ago and then she she like uh she she didn't talk to me for like a couple months and oh uh, god yeah and it was just she was just like I, wow we, we just opened up something that i haven't ever opened up so i had to take huh. like a take take a minute so th- it's possible yeah. which is scary yeah. um G- gabby i've like talked to you and i don't think you haven't not grieved no i know <laughs> i think it's fine and i'm just a little bit cuckoo but like Sometimes I think about that, too, though. I'm like, we, yes, like, it's healthy to talk about this. And boy, do we talk about it. But yep, yep, yeah. yep, are yep, we yep. on the are we on the too extreme side of the spectrum where it's like not talking about it at all? And then like just absolutely jabbering about it to no end. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the topic of coping mechanisms, I think it's like we all cope in the same mm-hmm. way. And I know some people this isn't really my bread and butter but like some people's bread and butter coping mechanism is like suppressing and and compartmentalizing Mm -hmm. and like which i mean i guess goes kind of with denial but it's like it's not feeling the thing at all it's not acknowledging it because if you acknowledge it you might feel something about it you know and i think we live in a society that kind of champions that type of coping mechanism because it's like all right yeah, it's been definitely. a month, you know, you Put know, the apron back on wipe babe. your hands up. Yeah. Like get back on the horse. You're done with the grief thing, you know, so it's easy, I think, to feel justified in the compartmentalization of like, OK, you know, like I don't want to deal with it. Like I need to be moved on. Everyone expects me to be moved on. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but I mean, yeah. I do think, you know, like because we got a question about, you know, how to talk to fellow grief babies who maybe don't use dark humor. Like I remember after mom died, I didn't. I was not using humor for like, I think two years, maybe more. Like I really have come a long way with being able to like kind of harness the gallows humor about it and find levity in it because there was a while when I couldn't make light of a situation because I didn't think it, there was any light any to light, be made yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like black hole. and living in this society <laughs> that doesn't, you know, I was surrounded by people who couldn't talk to me about my grief because no one understood. I wasn't a part of a grief group. I had yet to like, you know, talk to you guys about it so openly. And, um, well, yeah. Cause yeah, I just, I was not telling jokes. Like it was like that. It took a while for me to get to that point where I was like, okay, this is fucking ridiculous. You know, I got to a point <laughs> with the grief where I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to do. Uh, well, maybe that's a reason for escaping into the fantasy life because, you're sort of acting out a fantasy, which is like the societal fantasy that, oh, you took mm. three days off for bereavement and now you're back on the horse, you little capitalist piggy. Oink, oink, <laughs> oink. Make those little oh, yeah. coins. <laughs> um, but I, I, so I, I guess what my, my fantasies are about someone engaging with my reality. So, I mean, like we, we use humor mm. a lot, but this, this, little, this little gang, us little piglets. But yeah. but I think with someone who doesn't have dark humor, I mean, because I have scared people who I thought like who have dead <laughs> yeah. parents and I'll make a joke and it's just like I can see the PTSD leaking out their nostrils. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you they start crying yeah. blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Just <laughs> blood projectile vomiting. <laughs> but if you just engage in someone's reality, wh- whether they need you to be like sincere or jovial, I think that's 
whatever that means for them. Because if it's really scary, then you don't want to like laugh at someone's pain, you know, if, if they're yeah, not ready yeah, yeah, yeah. or into the humor thing. So then you can, I don't know, I guess you just have to like be scared with someone. Because if you're going through grief, you're just, you're living in a world no one else is living in. And for the first time, perhaps right. you really realize how different everyone's world is. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, fuck Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. You lost it? God, I had a thought and I lost it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Found it, found it. Um, it was swimming around in my fantasy rain. Um, Got I it. plucked fantasy, it out fantasy, of fantasy. the... The river. The, the um, river of falsehoods. The river of falsehoods. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that people, because like using humor to cope, uh, it's a coping mechanism, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think some people hear our jokes, hear us making light of a situation that's, you know, arguably really, you know, universally kind of dark and they think that i think people can jump to conclusions like oh they're they haven't dealt with it if they're able to make jokes about it like they must not they haven't they haven't like fully you know um accepted what's happened it can if, seem like immature i guess right to some people, yeah maybe. and it can see like, seem like we're like minimizing something you know and like try like using humor to not fully feel it and i would just argue that like these things are not mutually exclusive you know just because you use humor about you know, humor to, to, to help make light of a situation doesn't mean that you haven't fully coped with it, you know? And, and like fully coped with it. What does that even mean? Like it's a lifelong. Get out of here. Yeah. We never fully cope. We never fully, you know, reach the end of grief, but it's like, I don't know. I just think that using humor can be a great tool and it doesn't invalidate any uh, healing that's been done. I don't know. I don't know. That might just be my own issue. It's interesting though. It's sort of like the Hannah Gadsby point where if you, like mm-hmm. I, I, Hannah Gatsby, Nanette, you, you conservative oh, okay, okay, traitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like the 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 point, or like one of the main messages of that is stand up specifically, but you could say it about comedy. Like, is disingenuous about one's own experiences to the point mm. of um, obscuring them. Uh, so mm. it's sort of, you know, it's two sides of the same coin in one way like that. I can joke about it and it doesn't shatter me, um, yeah. like brings me joy, um, and like meaning, uh, and that's like my way to, way to look at life. But also, uh, like I love dropping bangers, but there's two ways you can either like <laughs> drop a banger cause you're like, you think it's like delicious or you can drop a <laughs> banger because you don't want other people to be uncomfortable. And like yeah. that, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. sort right. of a way humor can be a little trap. Uh Oh, I thought I was right. walking on leaves, but actually uh, I fell into the big hole full of pointy sticks. And that's the humor right. trap. Because, oh. Um, oh yeah, when you're doing that and you're shitting on yourself or something or making your experience trying to actually convince other people that your experience is like fun and funny yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. it can be detrimental you know like if you're agreed, agreed. if it's if it's all about protecting people uh ra- yes. rather than pumping right. yourself up pump up the jams totally agree yeah that's a good point Th- it's yeah two sides of the same coin there's definitely a fine line between like you know yeah what is yeah. healing and genuine and then what is yeah just trying to cater to 
what you think other people what what's palatable to other people and right. none yeah. of it's really palatable though but I, <laughs> I get that point i get that point but, but like you're compromising your own experience you know for the sake right. of other people exactly well, and i exactly. think i think it maybe even goes a layer deeper too with that because like i feel that way when i use humor to like reveal that my mom died or something like knock, it almost knock. feels yeah, like sorry. it almost feels like a shield for me as well where like i don't it's easier for me to be like she got shot out of a cannon <laughs> yeah. than yeah. be like just like solemnly like no my my mom died of cancer like that's mm-hmm. like it's almost easier for me to just be like <laughs> yeah, but um yeah. ting like yeah, you ever like bum like yourself to out? Sit there, yeah. You have to sit there and just be like, damn, that's true. What I just said, she did die of cancer. I like, know. I don't know. It feels heavier. Bone crushing. And then, yeah. and then you can kind of just brush it off and be like, hee hee hee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of coping mechanisms, that's one of mine. One of my therapists told me that my giggle is hiding things. Um, Wait, people can't get an, a word in behind that thing. You're like, <laughs> no, I know. Like, she uh, was like, she was like. Uh, I noticed that you have a nervous giggle. And this was in our consultation. And I said, what? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> and she was like, I feel like you dissociate into your giggle. And I said, huh? That is the <laughs> darkest way to talk about a giggle. You dissociate right, yeah. into your giggle. That's so hardcore. Like humor, I guess humor is a huge one for me, too. Yeah. Like humor is a huge Kobe mechanism. I laugh at everything. I mm-hmm. laugh it off. I'm laughing. Yeah. yeah. I'm a giggle yeah. puss. We get yeah. sort okay. of maniacal sometimes when we talk. Like, uh, we laugh yeah. so hard, it, it feels... I'm like, am I insane? That's why I feel like, like the it's Joker... It's going to send you straight to that's hell. That's why I always say I resonate with that Joker archetype, because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it's interesting having a mom tattoo. For anyone who doesn't know, I have a I have a mom tattoo on my arm, and it's like a heart. It's like a classic, you know, dead parent tattoo. tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, like, I people know that I have a dead parent without me having to say but anything. people with alive parents have that shit. Yeah, it's Do right? they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who got a mom tattoo, and their mom, they're like, I showed it to my mom. She loved it. And I'm like, fuck off. That's the first tattoo I've, like, what? ever thought of because it's the tattoo that Bart gets in The Simpsons. He gets that classic uh, big red heart tattoo with mom written on it in cursive. Okay, I didn't know that, you guys. I thought it was ma- a dead. I thought it was to symbolize that you have a dead. Well, parent. yours is black instead of red, so I would probably be like, I think they're dead. <laughs> oh my god! I, th- I, think I think thought it, could go it either was. Way. I think it's either like you know maybe you're honoring mom after her death, but I know a lot of people who like it's like so traditional at this point that people it's almost like post irony, like people it's almost ironic to get it now. I feel like people are like, haha, little classic mom tattoo. Oh my God! Maddie's wow. trying to peel oh. the tattoo off her skin. Yeah, wow! She's you so just ashamed. I feel like I just I really shattered your fantasy. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It was exclusive. Falsehood, falsehood. I thought it was exclusive. Dead mom, dead dad tattoo. Uh, okay, well, no, one of my old coworkers got one. That makes sense because I feel like people look at it and don't know how to perceive it. That's what I was gonna say. Like I feel like people. I was. I thought. I. I interpreted their confused looks and hesitance as they didn't want to ask about my dead mom. But now I'm (laughs) looking back and I'm wondering if they were wondering to themselves, does that mean her mom's dead Mm. or does she just have a mom tattoo and they're too fearful to ask? Yeah. I I bet bet 80% of names tattooed on people's bodies are dead people. You know, tattoos are always dead kids, dead moms, (laughs) dead dads. You know what I I mean, baby? (sighs) 
Always getting dead kids. You always tattooed. getting dead kid. Any of them. Any of them. <laughs> okay, I hate to say this, you guys, but, but you I gotta pee. <laughs> you gotta pee. It's right on time. Uh, I I made it we, until we hit the 51, 51 minute okay. mark. <laughs> Ding dong. Ding dong. Cut, cut the timer. She made it to fifty one thirty. I've had to pee for the past like twenty minutes. I know. Sometimes you I'm talk like, faster when you have to pee. I can totally tell. Are you serious? <laughs> are you that hyper vigilant that you've noticed? You know that? what? <laughs> hyper vigilance. We'll touch on that in the I next. Hyper vigilance. Hyper. You know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The whole time, but I guess I'm just so. I'm just such a people pleaser that I haven't said anything. You're my such a my bladder has gotten girl. worse and worse over the years. I'm I'm worried that like something's wrong and something's no, pushing on it. Like fine. I have like a cyst or something. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Fantasy, 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 fantasy. Deny, deny, deny. Anyway, anyway, fantasy kings and queens. Um, you know what? You know what? In between. You know what our fantasy is? Fantasizing how what? many people are listening. We're like, oh, like probably <laughs> billions. Nine thousand. We're yeah. like all of you. Good morning, so many Kenya. Of you. <laughs> so, so <laughs> many of you. And you know what? It could be more if you would just share this with anyone. Please, who please, needs please, it. please, share it. Share um, it. Please, please. Throw us a five star on Spotify. Five star. Now. I put please. more flyers up for the love of God. Um, here's some. Let's just do our wrap up with our idea pipeline. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. book club might happen, and also merch. Merch is in the works, you I guys. Know merch this is, is in the works. Two years merch in, in the running. Mm-hmm. The merch. Okay, it's actually gonna happen this it's time. Happening. It's Would actually you gonna buy happen. This isn't a, a fantasy. That said, my caretaker went to the Undertaker. Just throwing it out. And some other or words. My my dad died, and all I got was this stupid trust fund. With a coffin full of gold. Who would buy it? It's amazing. Anyway. You'll have to check out the Webby. You'll have, have to check it out. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. When they come out. All right. Deadparentsclub.ru. Maddie's little kidneys are going to burst like Mexican <laughs> jumping beans. But yeah, follow us at deadparentsclub.rip on Instagram. Please. Send us an email. Deadparentsclub.rup clib, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. at gmail.com. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Send us a question. Send us a little cue. Send us, send us anything. Come, anything. Come to anything. meet and grieve. Uh, let's see. What's the one after August 29th? Because this probably will uh, come out. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's f- going to be no. 12th. The 12th of September. September. Monday the 12th. Monday the 12th of September. Oh, God. Wake me up when September ends. And then ends. next oh one, 26th God. of September. That's the September schedule. The 12th and the 26th. Yum, yum, nice. yum, yum, 7 yum, to yum, 8 yum, yum. Eastern. Yum, 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 Okay, yum, yum. yum, yum. All Have right. a yum, 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 day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, fantasies. Have a little yum, yum. Oh, fantasy. Joe Rogan did fuck about to explode. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. We'll start It's the clit hanger. It's the, oh my God. Too sexy for my shirt. Bye guys. I saw a little bit of bush. <laughs> My landing strip? No, I didn't see I didn't see anything. <laughs>